Hi, I'm Ellen Newhouse, and welcome to Heart and Soul. Are you ready to live a soulfully inspired life? If you are ready to dive deep, get seriously honest with yourself, and learn to trust your deep wisdom, then this is the place for you. I'll be sharing unfiltered stories from my own life and those of many other courageous, creative entrepreneurs and transformational leaders who have dug deep inside themselves to heal, honor their amazing wisdom, and dare to take inspired action. No more sitting by the sidelines wishing for a more satisfying life. It's time for you to become the person you have always dreamed of being. Have a career and a life you love. Join us each week to be spiritually uplifted and inspired into action. And oh yes, I'll be giving you homework to get you moving closer to your dreams. Welcome back to Heart and Soul. I'm your host, Ellen Newhouse. And today, oh, you guys, you are in for such a treat. I have Elizabeth Marbury with us. She is a dance studio CEO, podcaster, and former professional dancer who built her six-figure dance studio business, Wedding Dance Coach, from a Craigslist ad and a brilliant idea. Her podcast, Strutted with Elizabeth Mulberry, is a place where creative CEOs and entrepreneurs circle up and get real about how hard and deeply rewarding this whole forging your own path thing is. She helps business leaders to dance with the flames of uncertainty, self-doubt, and money scarcity as they build the business empire of their dreams so that they no longer fear the fire, but welcome the heat. Elizabeth's passion lies in inspiring others to dance full out in business and in life. Good morning, my friend. Good morning. I'm so excited for our conversation. Oh, I am so excited to have you here because you have inspired me so much in the last year and a half, as I was following you before I did my podcast, and I'm like, if she can do it, I can do it. How does she do this? <laughs> and I, I love, love it. And I love that you own, that you started your wedding dance business with a brilliant idea because so many women that I know don't say that out loud. They're like, well, I mean, maybe. And yes. And they hum and they haw around you know, the bushes. And I feel like you're such a great example of somebody who stands proud. I so appreciate that. That has been a practice. That is definitely, I didn't used to do that. Mm. And now I do it because I know that so many of us just don't give ourselves enough credit and we don't celebrate our wins and we don't take a pause and look at how far we've come. And I'm still, oh my gosh, I'm still working on that. But I do believe that when you can own your power and you can celebrate and even celebrate publicly, it gives other women and other humans permission to celebrate their accomplishments and shout it out because, you know, we need more positive energy in the universe. And if we all keep our brilliance 
hidden. Right. And we can't, you know, when one ship rises, we all rise. Right. So it's like, I do that to help myself, but also hopefully to help other people. So I'm happy that you felt inspired by that. Yes. And if, or when you all go up and look at Elizabeth's Instagram or her TikTok work, oh my gosh, just watching you dance is such an inspiration. It's so much fun. And I wonder, you're such a people person, and I know we're kind of going to go backwards, but how did you get comfortable with this social media that I find so not people-oriented? How did you find your genius in there? Yeah, that's such a beautiful question. I mean, it's been a very windy road Mm -hmm. and not linear. It's not like I just created an account and had it all figured out from day one by any means. So I think my first piece of advice is to really master that experimental mindset Mm -hmm. of it's all a grand experiment. And I think a lot of times, especially when we're bringing our business onto social media, we can almost like over strategize in the beginning to the point where we just don't even create content because we're just (laughs) paralyzed, right? Like we're just like, I'm doing it wrong. I don't know how to do this. I made this video and it sucks and it's so bad. I'm not going to post it. So I've really learned by doing Hmm. and I found my voice and my style by creating, you know, at this point, so I'm a huge fan of short form video. So reels on Instagram, TikToks. I don't do YouTube shorts, but on YouTube, they're called YouTube shorts. Hmm. There's lots of different ways of using video and marketing. And that is, to me, it really resonates with me because I, I do enjoy being on video. My husband jokes, he's like, you have your own little TV channel, you know, like (laughs) (laughs) you really do. And that to be fair is like, that's the performer in me, right? I grew up dancing. I was a professional dancer. I love being on stage. I love, you know, like performing, you know, I love that. So it's kind of been a really fun vehicle for me, but what I want everyone to hear, because a lot of people, their objection to creating videos is they're like, well, I don't dance or I'm not as outgoing as you are, or I'm not this, I'm not that. That is just all excuses. Hmm. You can a hundred percent use short form video to communicate you, your energy, your vibration, your message and whether you're speaking, whether it's your face, whether it's nature, there's so many different ways that you can use short form video to market your business. So no excuses, no excuses, just do it. Just start putting it out there and have it be imperfect. Okay. So there is the problem. The voice that says, oh, the inner critic that gets in our way, you know, that says this is not good enough. I mean, I know for me in this past year, there have been several times that I'm like, Oh, I don't want to put this podcast out there. It's not good enough. And it's so strange. Those are the podcasts that have done so well. Yes. You know, what's funny is that is the same thing that happens on social media. Some of the videos, like I did this, this really silly video where I was like dancing with, I did a remix. And what that means is when you're dancing next to another video. So you're standing next to someone in the video essentially is what it looks like. And I almost didn't post it because I'm not kidding you. I just had on hiking boots and these like (laughs) leggings that probably had holes somewhere in the crotch. Mm -hmm. And I was wearing like a t-shirt with no bra and I hadn't showered in days and I had a braid. And But I was seriously just like, whatever. I just want to do this. It's fun. I almost didn't post it. And I want to say that video has like 
like over 250,000 views. And I mean, it just, it really does work that way. It's like, because as humans, it's really scary. Yeah. We want to present to the world that like, we just have it all put together. Right. 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 But we as humans are so deeply lonely and we're longing to feel less alone. Mm. And the way to connect those dots is to be truly authentic and imperfect. And I think the imperfection is actually quite magnetizing because people can see themselves in that, right? Because none of us are perfect. None of us have it all figured out. No. And the journey I mean, I've been on this entrepreneurial journey for 32 years. It just goes on and on and on and layers after layers. So how did you work through and how do you work through that whole issue of the inner critic? Yeah, I love talking about the inner critic. So there's lots of different ways I could answer that question. I think the first piece that I'll share is that befriended the inner critic. So a lot of times in this like personal development work, you might hear someone say like, I fired my inner critic or I like kicked her to the curb or whatever it is. And I don't believe that that's really helpful. So what I, the analogy or the picture that I always think of when I think of my inner critic is that when she's alive and she's loud or he or whoever that voice is in your head, Mm -hmm. what's happening is that inner critic is trying to protect you and keep you safe. So whatever has happened in your past experience, your body, your nervous system is saying like, hey, this isn't safe. Let's go into fear mode. And so this inner critic is actually a beautiful part of you because Mm -hmm. she's trying to keep you safe. So first and foremost, that kind of like mindset shift around the relationship with the inner critic, I feel like is really empowering Mm -hmm. because you no longer have to fear it. You know, you no longer, in fact, you kind of welcome it because- when you're doing anything bold and new and brave and you're stepping into things that you've never done before, it's going to get turned up. The volume is going to get turned up on your inner critic. So what I picture is that my inner critic is driving my bus and she's just like, I got this. You know, it's like a giant steering wheel and she's like gripping it and she's got the death grip and she's like, oh, I got this. Like, don't worry, Elizabeth, we got this, you know? And I picture myself, like my higher self, wiser self, like glorious, like, super calm, focused. I have all the answers. And I picture myself like talking to her and saying, oh, my love, I know that you're here and that you're worried or you're afraid or you're just trying to keep me safe. But my love, I want you to go sit in the back of the bus. I've got this. And then I imagine myself sitting down and being like, oh, I hear you. You're a part of me. So I don't kick her off the bus. I give her a hug. I have her go sit in the back. I'm a visual person. So like mm-hmm. these kinds of things are empowering to me. And I feel like that feels really good to me because I'm able to, one of the tangible tools that I like to share with people is when you're not sure if it's inner critic or if it's actually you know, something you should be concerned about, I always say to myself, like, what is actually true? Like, that's the question I ask myself. So for example, if I'm doing something new in my business and my inner critic is just like, this is going to be horrible. Like you're going to put in all this money and it's going to fail. And what if nobody buys it and you're going to be horrible, you know, like whatever it's saying. And then I say, what is actually true? It's true that I've never done this particular thing before, but what's true is that I always figure it out. What's true is that I have so many resources. What's true is that I can ask for support. What's true is that I can put it out there and I can fix it and I can improve upon it. What's true is 
And so that I call it a truth rant. Mm -hmm. And that really helps me when I feel like, wait, maybe this is something I need to pay attention to. And asking myself, like, is that true? That feels really empowering to me. Oh, I love that. Now, I imagine you being you that you even do a dance at some point. If you can't get through the inner critic with your mind, do you ever dance it out? Oh, my gosh. Yes. I, I can just I imagine do. you doing that. Yeah. Yes. I always say that dancing and movement in general. So even if you're not a dancer, I do a, a daily walk outside for 30 minutes in nature. Mm -hmm. And the same thing, it's like when we have these emotions or these like low vibe, you know, feelings where we're just feel kind of like down or we feel off or we just are, we're in self-doubt and we're not trusting ourselves. I really do believe that like movement and getting into your body. Cause yeah, I mean, if you could just like think your way out of everything, right? Like it'd be easy, you know, these emotions get stored in our bodies and these old beliefs. So one of my favorite dancing type of things to do is, and I have done some videos like this on Instagram to try to like demonstrate to people like what it looks like. Because people, I feel like with movement, they kind of like need to see like Absolutely. what it looks like, but yeah. just simply like shaking, like shaking mm -hmm. your hands and like shaking your fingers fast and imagining that like that negative energy is just like flying off your fingertips and then you're like bouncing, like any kind of like bouncing or jumping or like shaking. And then I find a lot of freedom in like lifting my arms away from my sides and reaching up high because so many of us, when we move our bodies, we're ashamed of our bodies. So we're like trying to be small and we're trying to be constricted. So if you can like let your body just like flail around like a fish. And, you know, another secret I have is like closing down the eyes. Obviously, you don't want to fall over or run into your furniture. But if you're in a safe spot, like closing down your eyes and just letting like your breath move and your energy flow. And yeah, that's a really great way to just change your state. So you can kind of be in a more, you know, it's not like you're going to have every answer you're seeking necessarily after you're done with that, but you will feel more clear and less cloudy. Yes. Oh, I love that. It's almost like shaking out all those doubts, shaking out the negativity you know, shaking out the shame. I mean, oh, I love you. Yes. Oh, I really love that. I mean, one of the things I have noticed over many years of being an entrepreneur is that it really is, seems to me to be one of the greatest paths of self-love. You know, there's no way to do this business without bumping into all the obstacles that would say, that would tell you you're not good enough, that would tell you you're a failure or you're going to fail. And I think the answer again and again is if we can love ourselves and really understand that failure is not really what we all think it is. So I know you have had some failures along the way, yeah? So what was the hardest failure that you've come up against in your business? Wow. Well, I would say one that stands out is as a crazy entrepreneur, I <laughs> completed my yoga teacher training. And within a month of completing that, I opened up a yoga and dance studio for adults. Cause you know, why wouldn't I do that? I right. just, I was a 200, you know, it's, it's like, I look back and I'm like, holy cow, like, what were you doing? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I tend to leap before I see the net. And I do feel like that is one of my strengths, but then there's of course a shadow side to that. So here's a shadow piece of it. 
I decided to name my business Inspire hmm. uh, Yoga and Dance. And I mean, I can't remember. It was definitely like thousands of dollars that I put into marketing it for those first like six months. I paid for ads. I paid just to try to like get us on the map because the yoga market was just so saturated in Denver. Mm. And I get a phone call from this gentleman who lives in Texas that owns three Inspire Yoga Studios. And he says, I just want to give you a warning that there's a letter coming in the mail to you from my lawyer and you need to change the name of your business or we're going to sue you. And so, yeah. And so I had to talk to a lawyer myself, a trademark lawyer, and really just say like, but I don't understand. Like, you know, it really was one of those. It was honestly just such a learning curve for me. And I had basically, she said that they would win. So you have to change your business name. And I just felt like so embarrassed, you know, I felt so like I had built up this name and I had spent all this money and I spent all this time and I had to like go back to square one again. And that was really hard, but I also saw it as a huge learning experience because here's what I want every entrepreneur to know about failure is that we as entrepreneurs are going to fail so freaking big because we (laughs) are in the ring. We are in the ring getting dirty and we're figuring it out and it's not all polished and beautiful. And you're going to, you're just going to make so many mistakes and you're going to fail so much and you're going to waste, (laughs) you're going to spend money and be like, what did I do? And why did I do that? But the entrepreneurs that persist, the entrepreneurs that ultimately are successful are the ones that are like relentlessly pursue their purpose, relentlessly pursue their dreams and learn as they go. And they learn from their mistakes. So for me, that was a huge learning curve. Huge. And so every future business I created You better damn well believe that I looked at the trademark website and did my research before picking a business name. Right. Right. Yeah. Like just the things that seem obvious, but I didn't know that. Like I just was kind of naive. Yeah. But it's like we get to learn from our mistakes. Oh, I love that. And I love that you're really honest about it because I think on social media, there's this world that looks like everybody else knows exactly what they're doing. Everybody has figured it out and no one's suffering except for me looking into social media. You know, it's, I think more entrepreneurs and people who want to be entrepreneurs need to hear that, yes, you're going to stumble. Yes, you're going to fail. And I think it's the greatest path, you know, that you can go on. I mean, there's no other path that I've seen where you can really test yourself the way that you're tested as an entrepreneur. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I think one of my business coaches said like your business initiates you or, you know, it, it, your business will just bring up everything. It brings up the light and the dark, right? It's going to bring up your strengths and it's going to show all of your weaknesses. And I do, I think there's no better, like, self-help personal development school than actually starting your own business and being like, oh my goodness gracious, I did not realize that this was not my thing or that I would 
you know, I, I mean, in it, I think the cool part about being an entrepreneur is we get to be so creative and we get to do things our own way, but it's, yeah, it's going to bring up by doing something new and forging your own path and tying your name to it. You better believe it's going to feel vulnerable. Oh my gosh. Right. Right. There's no other. Yeah. I have never felt as vulnerable as I have you know, especially in the last couple of years, looking at new ways of doing business because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like suddenly, I don't know for you, did you experience a huge shift during the pandemic? In what regard? Just with well, like- suddenly, you know, people weren't coming into say a studio. And suddenly yes. I had to shift almost all of my business onto Zoom which I had never, up until that moment, I think I had used Zoom once. Oh, wow. Okay. And then suddenly it was like, oh my God, what am I doing? You know? Yeah. So I had at the beginning of the pandemic in March, 2020, I had my yoga and dance studio. It was called Passion Force and it was in Denver. Passion Force was the name that I changed it to, which was way better than- Oh, way better. Yeah. yeah, Way better. And so, yeah, it was like the ultimate test of- like, are you sure? Like the universe is like, are you sure that you're an entrepreneur? Are you really? Are you sure? And so, yeah, I had to pivot my whole studio online and we ran our class, our yoga and dance classes for adults for, I want to say about six months. And then I made the difficult decision to close down that business. But what's really cool is that my wedding dance coach business was very established. So I established that in 2010. So I've had that business Mm -hmm. for a long time and we grow every year and it's wonderful. So that business, what is kind of like my mama bear, you know, it's like, it's just strong. She's strong and confident and she's just like, her feet are like in the ground. Like she's not going anywhere. Her claws are like dug in. And of course the pandemic really negatively impacted the wedding industry, of course, because what like all the weddings were postponed or canceled <laughs> or all of that. So yeah, our sales were down big time in 2020, but I never doubted that business. I never, I knew that it would come back, you know, like I knew that the weddings would return again. And, but yeah, I mean, the pandemic is, I think, I think for a lot of us, I know with my yoga and dance studio, it really in a way, I feel like it was a blessing because it kind of showed me all the parts of that business model that I didn't like that no longer felt aligned for me. Hmm. And you know how we always talk about like in the spring, it's like letting go of like the dead leaves and the things that are just no longer in alignment, like with you or with your heart, with your soul. Like as much as I absolutely love the community and the people there, Hmm. that business model just did not light me up anymore. It did not serve me. And so as much as it was hard to close it, it was actually a huge gift. I felt like this weight had been released and I could like fly again. So I think that that's another cool part about like, and you could look at that and say, well, that was a, you know, failed business venture or whatever, but that business was like part of my initiation into this whole next level of like where I was going. So it's Mm -hmm. like every piece on the path, no matter how windy, you know, is this opportunity to just keep expanding and growing like a butterfly, like kind of coming out of the cocoon and you're just slowly kind of inching your way out. Oh, and it's I love that image, you yeah. know, 
I love it. So right now, that's I love how that image, because so many people right now, I think, are in transition. And there's a lot of uncertainty, and not just for entrepreneurs, but I think people in general, this sense of, okay, we've gone through this really intense pandemic. Now, where are we? And what I feel is that there's a lot of uncertainty. And I don't know how have you found the uncertainty and how are you dealing with it? Or have you kind of come through the uncertainty? Where are you in that journey? That's such an interesting question. So my two words for 2022 were focus and ease. And I actually feel more certain than ever in my business, Hmm. but that's coming off of a time where I was fractured in my energy. I was fractured and scattered in my focus. (laughs) I wasn't very focused. I was, because I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur, I had so many different things happening at all times. And I'd have like 60 different business ideas before I'd eat breakfast every day. (laughs) And I would probably like try to do like 30 of them by the end of the day, like crazy. And what I did this year, and it wasn't just like January 1st, like bling, bling, you know, it really started back in October of just like, this is not sustainable for me anymore. I have two young kids. Mm. I don't want to always feel like I don't have time to complete my visions or my, you know, business goals or whatever. So I feel like I was in that time of uncertainty, like what is most important to me? And now that's what's actually been really astounding about my social media growth in the last three months is that it's been like a rocket to the moon. It's gone so fast. And I believe it's in alignment with the universe and the energy because I really went all in Mm. on one thing, Mm. which is dance and wedding dance coach. And my like seed of fire for dance that I've had since I was a child for as long as I can remember. And I've focused on scaling that business and going all in on that one thing versus like a gazillion things that are all important. And that has made all the difference. So I feel much more certain within myself there's still so much uncertainty in the world sure. that I have no control over. But what I do have control over is my focus. So I am feeling much more clear around what am I here for? Like I have X amount of time in my day before my, I have to get my kids from school. Yeah. Who am I going to give my energy to? What is my mission? What is my long-term goal? And believe me, I get very easily distracted too, right? Like yes. I'm like, oh, but this, I could do that. And I could do the it's not like that piece of your brain turns off, but it's, I'm really intentional about like almost like disciplining myself mm-hmm. to focus because I do have so much energy yeah. and I am a people person, but I, as much as I am that I get so burned out yeah, and I get so freaking tired mm-hmm. to the point where I'm like, I can't get out of bed and I don't want to do anything now. You know, that's so interesting because having watched you for, you know, a year and a half or so, I have noticed in the last six months, you have seen more present and less down days because you're very honest about 
your down days. And I've noticed like, wow, I haven't seen one of those, you know, Elizabeth's kind of like, oh, I've been in it. You know, it seems almost that you're more relaxed. Yeah. Okay. I just have to say it's so fun to hear your reflection because it's always fun to kind of see how other people are kind of seeing you. So thank you for sharing with me. I do feel more relaxed. I think my nervous system is just like writing me thank you letters. Like, thank you for just... I, that just came out. I, I mean, that was really good. Yeah. <laughs> I think you should put that up on TikTok. <laughs> that wasn't me. That was like spirit or something coming through. But yeah, I think, you know what? I just feel more powerful because I feel more powerful and I feel empowered. Mm. Because I'm clear. I think so many of us entrepreneurs because we, because we're so brilliant. No, (laughs) because we have so many great ideas and there's so many things we can do. And as entrepreneurs, we want to help people. We want to serve people and we want to do all these things. But I just, I found so much power in like, I have this yearning for like simplicity. That's where that Mm -hmm. ease word comes in. Right. Mm -hmm. And building your own business, it's not simple yet. I like to, I always like to keep that intention. And I found in building Wedding Dance Coach, just the more clear and simple and straightforward, I just feel like my nervous system is just has more space to breathe. And so maybe that's what you're picking up on when you're, when you're like, you seem more relaxed. It's just. Yeah. Well, it comes through on your videos. You can see it. You can visibly see, or Mm -hmm. I can see it, but you know, that's how I see people. So I am curious because I did hear you say something very recently about using TikTok. And I am curious, so would you advise people who are over 17 to use, and what's been your experience of going into that piece of social media? Yeah, so I am, I'll be the first to say I'm still pretty new at TikTok. I want to say I started my TikTok for Wedding Dance Coach in October or November. So I've been at it for about six months. And what I will say about it is I originally was like, I'm not doing that. Like that's an app for like 17 year olds who are just like twerking. And that's not like, why would I put my business on there? But what I have learned, and I essentially in the last year, I was on Clubhouse a lot, which I don't know if you know Clubhouse. It's a it's an app where you can essentially like connect with people who are experts in their industry. So through that app in the last year, I was really studying social media marketing. And I was going in these rooms and I was listening to all these experts talk, talk, talk. And one of the things I learned about TikTok is that it's not just a, an app for a 17-year-old to dance. It's one of the best organic marketing strategies for businesses. Hmm. And there are so like, if you go on there, you can find all different kinds of niches. Like there's chiropractors that make videos. There are, of course, coaches. There are like skincare experts. There's hairstylists. There's, I mean, literally like any niche you could think of. There is a TikTok community just dying to consume your content. So of course it is short form video. And so it's a really effective way of building that know, like, and trust factor um, Mm -hmm. with your audience. And 
But the thing that is crazy about TikTok is you can grow exponentially fast on there. So if you're if you're used to Instagram or Facebook, I'll give the example of Wedding Dance Coach. So I had my Instagram for Wedding Dance Coach. I've had it forever. And it was stuck at like 650 followers, which is not that many. Right. And and I was just like, why is this like a dinosaur? It's like not growing. I'm posting on it. You know, it was kind of, it was really frustrating when I was like, whatever. It's just, you know, social media is the long play, right? You just keep yeah. doing it. You just keep showing up. And honestly, I didn't even care that much because our sales were so high. I hadn't actually needed social media for my business because our SEO was so great because of wow. social proof testimonials and reviews and all of that. Mm -hmm. So I had never really prioritized social media for Wedding Dance Coach really until this past year. So like I said, stuck at 650 followers on Instagram, doing all the things. I start my TikTok with Wedding Dance Coach. And the first like month and a half, it was like, it wasn't popping off and I was kind of getting frustrated, but I was like, okay, I've like the number one tip is like, be consistent, like whatever you're going to do, be consistent. So for me, I decided I'm going to post one video a day. Wow. And that's it. And I like within a few months, I'm now at almost 15,000 followers wow. on TikTok. It's just easier to grow on there. So you build your audience. But here's the coolest thing is we all know that followers don't equate to customers or, you know, revenue or whatever. But if you have a strategy like I do, where I, once you have over a thousand followers on TikTok, you can put a link. So in your bio, you can have your website link or you can have your freebie link, right? If you're trying to collect email addresses. But we have had multiple, we found like DreamMate, you know, clients on there who they buy our wedding dance packages and they're like, we found you on TikTok. Wow. Yeah. Oh, so exciting. So it's really good. But what I would say to anyone considering going on TikTok is just, you know, doing some research, like making sure that your audience is on TikTok. Like who is your audience? Mm. Are they on TikTok? Are they using TikTok? And just because if they're older, it doesn't necessarily mean they're not on TikTok either, right? Don't That's assume heard, that it's just yeah. for young, younger people. But what I recommend is like when you download it, you create your account. Don't make it a business account. Make it a personal account. Business accounts don't get any kind of traction really on TikTok. Then you're kind of stuck in like the pay to play kind of mode. Right. So just make it a personal account and then go in there and search on TikTok for your niche. So if I'm a relationship coach, I would type right. in relationship coach and I would start to consume and see what people are doing on there. See what is trending. Like, how are people doing it? Because every social media platform has a totally different vibe. Right. You kind of want to study it a little bit before you start posting. But what's cool about that is the algorithm will start to show you more of the content that you're consuming. So if you're doing it for business and you're just doing it for business research, it will start to show you more of that. So that'll help you to have more ideas, right? Uh -huh. And then you can also see like, what are the, you know, oh my gosh, this relationship coach uses these five hashtags. I'm going to use those too, right? Those hashtags are clearly working. So I'm going to use those too. So it's like anything else you're kind of, you know, researching and then, but again, like I said, it's very, it is ultimately like very simple. Like I just post one video a day. Wow. I have my bio, I have my link. And people get my freebie, they book their lessons, and that's it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I had heard that lately, and I was really surprised. 
So when I heard you saying it off of, I think one of your podcasts, you mentioned, I was like, I'm going to ask Elizabeth about this. I love it. So how can people get in touch with you if they want to work with you? Yeah. So the best way is to, I would say I'm mostly active right now on Instagram. So you can follow me, Elizabeth Marbury on Instagram. I do check my DM. So that's a great way. And then if people want to check out, maybe if they're getting engaged or they have kids who are getting married, my dance studio business is called Wedding Dance Coach. And our website is myweddingdancecoach.com. And that's a great place to go for all the wedding dance stuff. Excellent. And I will put that in the show notes. Elizabeth, thank you so much for coming on and being a part of my podcast today. I so appreciate you. Thank you. All of those who are listening, I will see you next week. Thanks so much for joining me on the Heart and Soul podcast. It's such a joy for me to be with you. I know firsthand how much easier it is to rise when you have community to laugh with, shed a few tears with, and be inspired by. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, go subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any questions or comments, any topic ideas, or you might want to be a guest on my show, please contact me directly at ellennewhouse.com. And while you're there, grab the special resources I have created for you to begin to take inspired action in your own life. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you next week.